I'm going to go through every single movie on the IMDb Top 250 Movies list. Okay, this is epic. I haven't watched every single movie, but I've watched most of these movies. So I thought I'd go through each one from 250 all the way down to one and just, you know, throw in a couple of my thoughts and yeah, go from there. Try not to do any spoilers, but um, I can't make any promises. I'll do my best. So these are the International Movie Database's top 250 movies as of me recording this. So this obviously gets updated every single year. New movies come in and new movies get ranked. But if you're watching this, check the date and you'll know as far as how updated it is. Okay, number 250, I did... Again, I'm doing this completely improv, so I don't know what's ranking, but number 250 I actually haven't seen. Neon Genesis Evangelion, excuse me for pronunciation here. The end of Evangelion. Anyway, I looked into this link, and it's like a Japanese movie. Some movies I've seen that are foreign. This one I have not seen, but it is a foreign movie. I have not seen it. It looks like a series. Anyway, go check it out. It's an 8.0. The next one I have seen and I absolutely love, which is called Groundhog Day. This one is with Bill Murray. Bill Murray's finest performance. This is a feel-good movie. I think a lot of people should watch it because... I mean, it's good for Christmas time. It's really good for any time of the year, but I think it's a good family fun, and it really teaches you about life and taking that first chance that you have and making the most of it, because you never know. You might not ever get second chances. So it's a really fascinating movie. I think it's probably Bill Murray's best movie out there, and that's definitely a... Yeah, that's a that's a push, but I'm going to give it to Bill Murray here. I think he really did an amazing performance. It's 1993. Next movie I haven't seen. It's called Drish, Drish Yam, Drish Yam. Hmm. Okay, number 247, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. When I saw this, I thought, well, it had the best movie soundtrack of all time. Pretty interesting, fun superhero movie. Again, great family fun here. Um, All these movies are 8.0 and above, so I won't really talk about the scores, but 8 out of 10. I mean, they're all amazing movies. So, yeah. And some of them go up to a 9.2. So that's, I mean, that's the top. Top one's 9.2. Bottom is 8. So all these are great movies. Guardians of the Galaxy was a good superhero movie. Now, we're going to see a lot of superhero movies in this list because, well, it just seems like there's so many superhero movies in the last 20 years, and those are the people reviewing and watching the the movies these days. So Guardians of the Galaxy was a solid movie. Bradley Cooper is the raccoon. I think he was great. Vin Diesel, I think, is overpaid in terms of the movie because all he says is, I am Groot, and anyway, I think he got paid something like $50 million just to say those three words, but uh, yeah, still a fun movie to go check out. 
The Invisible Guest. I have not seen it. Go to the next one, 245 PK. I have not seen it. I, I recommend you just watch all these movies. But okay, number 244, Aladdin. Aladdin. The original Aladdin of 1992. I thought this was a fantastic Disney movie. Back in the day when I watched it, I loved Robin Williams in this movie. I thought he had an outstanding performance. I mean, he has an outstanding performance in everything that basically he produced and did. But Aladdin, this was a good good little animation 1992 amazing what they can do you know and disney i mean you can't go wrong so definitely check the original one out i know the new ones come out i don't think it's as good from what i hear i haven't seen it but check out the original because uh that's how it's done when it comes to the genie Okay, next one is Akira. I haven't seen it. Another one is Paris, Texas. Okay, Paris, Texas, I hear, is a good movie to check out. I haven't seen it, but something to, to look into. Next one is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I haven't seen it. The Terminator. Okay, The Terminator, James Cameron's amazing movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is like, put him on the map. This is the movie to check out to just show basically the, the pinnacle of, of Arnold Schwarzenegger's launch into stardom is this movie. He had other movies before, but Terminator was like the movie. This has to be one of the better kinds of, I don't know, a super, is it a superhero type movie? It's kind of... More like a sci-fi thriller. Yeah. I mean, in terms of robots, this has got to be one of the best movies. But The Terminator, just fantastic. And this shows James Cameron's true brilliance. Highly recommend. White Heat. Haven't seen it. Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India. Haven't seen it. Gangs of Wasipur. Haven't seen it. (laughs) The Help, I've seen this one. Emma Stone, uh, dealing with kind of race in America and kind of mixed up there. Ah, Nursing Home, from what I remember. This is in 2011. It's been like nine years since I've seen it. I'm losing my, my memory on these movies, but I think she did... I think there were some amazing acting performances all around in this movie in terms of the overall cast, but... Um, there are movies here related to race and and dealing with the stigma that we've had in the past and uh, those are emotionally charged powerful kinds of movies and this is no exception this movie really taps into that and whenever you've got some sort of powerful situation in history you have the the making of a brilliant movie because when you're creating a movie from emotion, whether it's maybe a war kind of, kind of movie or anything related to something that's happened that's just so disgusting, you can really build an amazing story out of that. So that's 
what I see with the help. Um, next one, Before Sunset. Yes. Love the trilogy. So this is the Before trilogy, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. This is the second one. Before Sunset is the second one. And each movie comes out um, ten minute or ten years later, and you know, of the same two actors, so you see them develop. But in terms of romance movies, I would actually say this is the best trilogy here. So Before Sunset is the best um, within this romance trilogy. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Richard Linklater, I think, wrote and directed it, and he put together amazing dialogue. Some of the best one-on-one -on -one dialogue that I've seen among two people that are portraying a couple in a movie. This is the second one, and the entire movie is literally based around like a cafe meeting and then a walk, and that's it. Well, I don't want to go too much into it, but it's a wonderful movie to check out, and... Uh, in 2004. The first one is like 1993, but um, amazing. In the Mood for Love is the next one, number 234. Haven't seen it. The Princess Bride. Yes, The Princess Bride. That is a great movie. Uh, in our family, that has some history. That movie has some serious history. I mean, it was before I was born, but I ended up watching it when I was old enough, probably at the age of like eight or nine, and some of the, um, and then I remember Andre the Giant in the movie, and then you have Kevin from Wonder Years, and uh, the storytelling behind this movie, I mean, it has everything, there's some action, romance, there's adventure, uh, wonderful, wonderful, classic, cute movie, very cute. The Red Shoes, haven't seen it, from 1948. A lot of the older movies I haven't actually seen as well. Ace in the Hole, haven't seen it. It Happened One Night, haven't seen it. Lahine, haven't seen it. Monsters, Inc., yes. This is a good one. If I recall, it was from DreamWorks as well. Or is it, uh, is it DreamWorks or is it Disney? It's one or the other. Oh. Amazing, amazing, cute movie. Boo is my favorite character in this one, obviously. I grew up with, like, a little Boo sticker, I think. Um, fantastic animation. And uh, Billy Crystal, amazing performance. I think John Goodman is in it as well. Uh, love, love it. Just fantastic acting performances all around by the voice actors. Rocky, 1976. This is number 227. Rocky is like a boxing movie that really started things off. For like When I think about boxing movie, I think Rocky. That's the first one I go to, is Rocky. It really put things on the map. And this is something about working hard and discipline and, and building yourself up and really doing something amazing. And that's what Rocky's all about, and I think it just delivered. Sylvester Stallone, I mean, 
he was struggling in Hollywood. He was trying to make it big, and he created, he, he put together this movie. He stars in it, and it's amazing. It's an amazing movie just to see both off the screen and on on the screen. There's an interesting backstory to Rocky, and yeah, definitely. Uh, this this is the movie. I mean, this is the movie for boxing fans. It's definitely the movie. But anyone that likes sports movies or anyone that likes maybe struggle stories, it's a movie to check out. Rebecca, haven't seen it. The Handmaiden, haven't seen it. Spotlight, yes. This is a movie about the pedophiles and Catholic Church, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, I think this, this is interesting. This is an intellectual kind of movie, and I think it's an interesting... It's almost kind of like a documentary, but, of course, the actors are playing the real characters. I remember Michael Keaton being good in this one, and then I think Mark Ruffalo's in the movie as well. Both of them, fantastic performances. Uh, I think Rachel McAdams might have been in the movie as well. But you have this cast of like journalists. So these are all journalists in the movie, and they're uncovering the whole pedophile ring in, I think it's Boston. And just sheds light on another hot button topic in the world. And obviously, that's a catalyst for amazing movie content. Next one is Hotel Rwanda. Love this movie. I think it was great in terms of um, how people can come together and work together on things in a places where it's kind of like war torn and there's and there's there's a lot of drama on this one and a lot of power and i can just feel my voice just shaking thinking about it hotel rwanda powerful story i love these international movies because they have so much culture to them it's just very appealing to check out next one is amores peros haven't seen it Next one's Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind. Haven't seen it. Next one is The 400 Blows. Haven't seen it. Next one is Rang de Basanti. Haven't seen it. Next one is Dead Poets Society. Mm. Came out the year I was born. Uh, yes, this is a good movie in, related to poetry, related to youths growing up. Robin Williams, fantastic Oscar. I think he might have won. I don't know if he won the Oscar for this, but if he did, he deserved it. He's a fantastic teacher in this movie. This goes to show that Robin Williams can do more than just comedy. He can do so much. Actually, we'll notice a lot of movies here with Robin Williams in it. He seems to have a lot of good movies. And I think he is actually... I feel like he was very much underappreciated for his ability to act in dramas because later in his years he actually didn't produce amazing like he focused more on like some comedies in his later years but his dramas really did excel so I think this is a fantastic movie especially for young teenagers as well I think it might give them something in terms of maybe life meaning it might teach them a lesson or two. 
Okay, next movie is number 217, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Now, aside from the fact that I kind of look like Harry Potter with the greasy hair, the glasses, I grew up with this series. So I'm a little bit biased, but I didn't think that the whole series was that amazing in terms of the movies. I personally like the books more, but I did watch all the movies for the Harry Potter series probably a couple times. Um, just being a fan and whatnot. And I remember part two being a very good finale to the whole series. And there was a lot going on. And I think if they couldn't make a good movie out of that one, it would be kind of disappointing. But of all of the books, that should have been the movie to be really good. So I can see why it ranks so highly. Personally, I think they could have made an amazing movie out of The Goblet of Fire, which is the fourth book. But I just think that a lot of the movies were just lacking, a lot of changes in directors, and, you know, I think they could have done a better job with the movie series. But I think the last one, they, they gave it justice for the most part. But you're talking about an amazing book series. This is probably the best book series of all time, especially children's books. We're talking an amazing series. And, I mean, obviously I can't recommend it enough, both the books and the movies. But try to watch them all in sequence. I probably wouldn't watch the last Harry Potter movie without understanding the rest of them. But, yeah. Number 216, Andre Rublev. Haven't seen it. Logan, number 215. This is a very different superhero movie from, from what I'm used to. It was like rated R. Um, it was Hugh Jackman's incredible performances, kind of the older version of Wolverine. I thought it was a wonderful superhero movie. I thought it was the way superhero movie should be there's actually a little bit of humor into it uh, the fact that it was rated r made it, it allowed them to go into places that they haven't gone before in terms of violence which is what i kind of liked because i mean if you're talking about battling villains and whatnot shouldn't there be violence shouldn't there be blood so i think the fact that they had kind of free reigns on this one, allowed them to put together a fantastic superhero kind of movie, but very kind of, it's kind of dark in a sense, different from the other X-Men movies. Number 214, Ben-Hur. This one I have not seen, but I hear it's epic. So check it out. I hear it's long too. Number 213, Rush. Uh, this is the race car one with uh, Chris Hemsworth and that other guy. I love the rivalry in this movie. I love the sheer competitiveness between the two actors in this movie. That alone is very powerful. Overall, in terms of a racing car movie, great. It's, it's just fantastic. I don't know if I would have rated it as highly as it is, but... To each their own, right? Okay, number 212. The Passion of Joan of Arc. Haven't seen it. Hachi. A Dog's Tale. Yep. This one I remember. 
Fantastic performances all around, especially by the dog. Great movie to check out. I think it's actually got a bit of a well. I don't. I I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but the ending is very. I'm not even gonna say what's going to happen, but the entire movie is fantastic, and it revolves around this dog and this man. Great movie. Okay, next. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it too much. But Hachi, I liked it. I don't even like dogs. I mean, I don't like dogs in person. As, aside from, look, the only dog I can handle in person is probably a golden retriever. Like, I'd be okay with a golden retriever. But I don't think I'd go any further than that. I have an issue beyond golden retrievers. I don't know what it is, but uh, especially like the like the small ones that are very yappy, I can't do that. But I can handle like a golden retriever. I like the dogs that just seem very loyal and very nice and then also don't bark much. So whatever that is, I'm good with those ones. I think it's a golden retriever in this one, but... Anyway, check it out. Uh, Even if you're not a dog lover, or if you are a dog lover, well, then you should definitely check it out. But if you're not a dog lover, you should definitely check it out anyways. Okay, next one is Million Dollar Baby. Another boxing movie. Ah, uh, yes. But this is about uh, someone, again, this is almost like this down and out, slummy kind of person that's able to become a amazing boxer, kind of the rise. Um, Maybe things went a little bit too fast in terms of progression. And then also, um, there's a bit about the hero's tragedy as well in this movie. Clint Eastwood has an amazing performance here. You've got Morgan Freeman in it, both of them. I mean, Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood together. Can't, can't complain there. But Clint Eastwood is a trainer. Uh, just... Uh, I think it was an interesting, compelling movie because it had a number of different themes going on, you know? And then the boxer's family, and then the fact that the protagonist is a female boxer. So, you know, you don't get a lot in terms of the female boxing, but I'm glad to see this. It's a different approach. I'm glad to see it because it was done properly, not because it was a female boxer, but because it was actually done well so that it would make sense. So I don't look at it like even if it was a male boxer and it was done this way, it would have been good. But the fact that it was actually, let's just put the gender aside. It didn't really matter what the gender was, but it just added a bit more of an element to it because it was delivered properly. And also Hilary Swank, who was the main star here she delivered an amazing acting performance so finally you you've got somebody here that that's delivering and not using gender as a reason to get a role but using the role as a way to deliver and it just so happens so as a byproduct we then notice oh hey by the way she's female and she managed to do all that it's like that should be secondary fact because I'm all about 
delivering amazing quality when it becomes about social issues or justice or equality then that's where you have things fall apart but if people want powerful roles they just need to deliver powerful performances i think that's how you're going to get an amazing actor actress in that particular role and million dollar baby you've got hillary swank performing incredibly well so uh you know, hats off. In terms of that versus Rocky, you got different kinds of movies, okay? In terms of boxing movies, completely different styles of movie. Both have different elements. Both are interesting. Both are about seeking redemption. Both are about... But then there's also tragedy and Million Dollar Baby. Oh, amazing. Okay, I'm gonna try not to say amazing too much. We know that they're all amazing movies. Trying to contain my excitement here. Platoon from 1986, number 209. A war movie. And one of the better war movies that I've seen. The, the performance that really sticks out to me here is Willem Dafoe. Now you got a lot of actors in this movie, but Willem Dafoe, I mean, enough said he just delivered on this one um everything that he did here was just so much fun um yeah and when he was kind of left deserted i'm not going to get into what happened but when he was left deserted and the expression on his face that sticks in my mind some scenes, like I, when a name of a movie comes up, some scenes kind of stick out in my mind. And Willem Dafoe in Dire Straits. That's what sticks in my mind. Number 208, Monty Python's Life of Brian. I think I might have seen like a few clips on this. I'm assuming it's a good movie, but surprisingly, you know, I... I'm not really a big fan of the Monty Python movies. I think they've tried to do something different, and I admired it, and I get it, but it wasn't, like, funny to me. I don't know. I don't know why. But, you know, I'm more of, like, the Adam Sandler comedy, so maybe that's just me. <laughs> but I think this was the sequel to the Monty Python series. Anyway, that one I'm assuming is worthwhile to check out for most people barry linden i think this is a stanley kubrick movie number 207 i tried to watch this i thought it was very boring and i stopped watching it just personal opinion and i'm a huge stanley kubrick fan just to be honest what i did notice in the first couple of scenes of watching this movie is the cinematography is incredible in this movie and we're talking a movie from 1975 but incredible cinematography i should probably try to watch the movie but i'm not really interested in these victorian era kind of movies it's very difficult for me to watch them i'm just being straight up honest here i'm not i'm not going to hold anything back i want to just be completely anyway number 206 network haven't seen it okay number 205 into the wild i thought what is his name? Emil Hirsch? Uh, I'm 
probably getting the wrong name here. Maybe I got it right. Great solo performance by him. Uh, a survivor kind of movie. Survival kind of movie. I think it's interesting. Anyone that wants to maybe escape the real world should probably check this movie out. I'll leave it at that. It's kind of boring though. Like I like a one-time watch is good. Afterwards, you kind of get the point, and you probably wouldn't want to watch it again. I just feel like it's a one-time watch, but I appreciate the story behind it. I appreciate the acting behind it, and I appreciate people who want to escape life. It's worthwhile to check it out. <laughs> Next movie, The Wages of Fear. Haven't seen it. Next one, Stand By Me. Stand By Me. This is a great movie. I think Stephen King wrote or had the adaptation story for it, but Stand By Me, a bunch of kids. One of the, one of the better movies with a bunch of kids, a movie with a bunch of kids is The Stars. Highly underrated, actually. I just don't think a lot of people give this enough credit. I mean, you have movies like It that stand out for kids. But this one, I mean... Yeah, I think it's worth it to check it out. Check it out. Yeah, I I think it talked about, and that one talked about some real issues as well. Things that you wouldn't expect to be talked about were talked about. Okay, next one. Mad Max, Fury Road. Yes, uh, very different movie. Very different movie indeed tough to watch because it was so different but in terms of action movies you want a different kind of action movie worth it to check out i didn't like it it was disturbing to me and not in a good way some movies are disturbing in a good way to me but for that one it's just off it was off but i have to give it to all the actors in the movie and how different it was Okay, next one. Cool Hand Luke. Haven't seen it. Okay, next one. 12 Years a Slave. Another movie about race and like a, a black history kind of movie. This is a tough one to actually watch. I found it difficult for me to watch. Not because I'm Caucasian, but because just the fact that how people are treated was disturbing to me. Whether it's color or not, um, I, it was just disturbing. They really did a very good job in this movie. I have nothing bad to say about it. I think it's a one-time watch, but you'd have to be really hard up for excitement to want to watch it again because I just thought it was uncomfortable. Um, but it was uh, an um, incredibly well-performed movie across the board with all of the actors and actresses. I mean... Yeah, the story, everything. Um, but there are a couple scenes that kind of stick in my mind that are uncomfortable. And I don't want to relive them. So next one, number 199, Prisoners. Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. This is actually one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Prisoners is a psychological thriller. I'm compelled uh, both in terms of the cinematography but in terms of the acting power the struggle to find out where your 
it's about a missing child. I'm not going to get into it, but missing child thing. And this pursuit is relentless pursuit to figure out where that child went. It's just like, it's so powerful in terms of a thriller. Uh, some of it's kind of disturbing, but not like in your face disturbing. More like, okay, I, we get that it's happening, but you're not showing up. Like you, like we can kind of tell it's kind of faked out, but um, it's real enough. It can be a little bit uncomfortable, but I think the story is very, very powerful here. And what happened? Oof. Just from beginning to end, it's just, and it's like, who did it? It's like, who's involved? Oh, love it. Yeah. Okay, next movie, Catch Me If You Can. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio, always delivering outstanding, captivating acting performance. Captivating, for sure. And then you have Tom Hanks. Okay, these two actors are arguably some of the greats. And to have them in a movie, it's like the chase, kind of the chase going on. And This is a very, very cool movie. Very cool movie. Yeah. That's all I can really say to that one. It's just a cool movie. Next one, Persona. Haven't seen it. Okay, next one, Before Sunrise. So this is the first of that romance trilogy I was talking about. Yes, love this one. Okay, this set me on the map for what romance movies could be. Okay, this is an amazing performance. This is my favorite of the three. Before Sunrise, you have these two actors just talking on a train, and they kind of tour Paris, and very sweet, very sweet. A bit intellectual, right? And you have these two young kind of like young adults, I think. Or were they teenagers at that time? I don't know. But they're young. And you can just, yeah. Oh, just taking a moment to reflect on it. It's good. Uh, next one, Sherlock Jr. Haven't seen it. Next one, How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, this is like a DreamWorks movie. And it's refreshing to see a movie that isn't Disney doing very well. So a movie that isn't animated by Disney and it's actually a good movie is because a lot of the DreamWorks stuff, it's like hidden miss. How to Train Your Dragon, highly recommend. Jay Baruchel, fellow Canadian, he delivered an amazing performance as the star. I think it was very, very cute. Yeah. Next one, The General, haven't seen it. Next one, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, haven't seen it. Next one, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, this is interesting movie. The Grand Budapest Hotel, the cinematography, the cat, I think, is it Wes Anderson? With the weird faraway shots. Yeah, I think he did this one. And... Acting overall was just perfect. Yeah, it was Wes Anderson. I had to look that up. It'd be important to look that up. 
I don't want to get too many things wrong here. Wes Anderson always delivering these quirky movies, and this is no exception. It's probably one of his best. But different, odd, right? It's one of those things, it's like, so much going on, you almost have to watch it twice, but do you want to watch it twice? That's basically what you're thinking. Next movie, 190, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Well, I think Hacksaw Ridge is an incredible performance. <laughs> it is an incredible performance by um, Andrew Garfield. He uh, delivers a very emotionally charged performance. And this is difficult for me to watch, but in a good way. And I would watch it again in terms of war movies. And I think I did watch it twice. I thought it was good because there is some really serious positive endings here. And it's amazing what one person can do, especially against adversity. And I think that's really powerful. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a break here on the recording. Make sure that uh, make sure I've got everything so far. So we're at 189, and uh, yeah, I'll be back really quick here. Just wanna break these files up into segments so that I don't I don't lose everything. But I'll edit it all together. But uh, yeah, so I finished with Hacksaw Ridge here, and great performance great performance here and the reason why is because Mel Gibson was involved in the directing that's why no, I'm kidding but actually it was good to see Mel Gibson f coming back and delivering a powerful movie like this and it really is aligned well with his personal story so highly recommend you check it out at least for Andrew Garfield's performance okay I'm stopping here I'll be back. Okay, we're back. Number 189, Ford versus Ferrari. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Ferrari. Enough said. Oh, and Ford makes an appearance, but... Uh, this is a fun movie. Actually, I think in terms of like the sound editing, the acting, everything here is brilliantly put together into a story that is beyond just racing. There's a story about building brands, building something meaningful. And actually, I think... Marketing people would even appreciate the movie. Yeah, go check it out. Okay, next one. Gone Girl. Oh, this is disturbing. This movie's disturbing. And there's like a bloody scene which annoys me. Like in the expensive house where the like the woman is like doing things to herself and not appropriate. 
not an appropriate movie at all. It's a one-time watch, but there's a few cringe scenes that disturb me. And you know what? It actually shows that Ben Affleck, he can actually do some pretty good acting. And, well, I think overall it's a good movie to check out. Although, you know, I think the writing behind the movie is the reason why it did so well in terms of the quality of the story. I mean, it's kind of like the Harry Potter books. If you have a well-written book or a well-written story, that usually, not always, but usually can translate onto the screen pretty well because you don't really have to deviate from the story. It's already brilliant. You don't have to do anything to it. That's what I like about brilliant storytelling is the movie is easy to create. Okay, next one. In the Name of the Father. I think I had watched this movie with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, and he's like the Irish guy, and I think he goes to prison. I think this is a really unique movie. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, in terms of acting, seems to be able to get into any character and deliver an incredible performance. So I I can't say enough good things about him. Obviously, it doesn't take much for him to deliver an amazing movie. And he does in this one, as some Irish dude. Okay, next one I haven't seen, called Close. Haven't seen it yet. Next one, Mary and Max. Okay, in terms of like, I think this is a claymation style, if I'm getting this right. This is quite the animated movie. Quite the animated movie indeed, but not in the way that people are used to. It's a very dark movie. And if you're looking for a dark animation movie, this would be it. This makes Tim Burton's movies appropriate, very appropriate in comparison. Yeah. Actually, I have to just quickly check to see if Mary and Max had anything to do with Tim Burton. No, has nothing to do with him. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. I mean, it's quite the it's quite the animated movie. Worth worth a check for sure. Different, very different. Next one, and had hun. Haven't seen it. Next one, The Big Lebowski. Dude! Dude! (laughs) Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, you're set. Steve Buscemi, I think was in it, yeah. I tried watching this movie again or something, or I tried watching it and I went through it and I didn't understand why it was rated so well. And to this day, I still don't understand why it's an 8.1. I don't understand. The movie doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. But people like it. And it has a cult following. So see if it's interesting to you. Okay, next one's called The Bandit. Haven't seen it. Next one is Wild Tales. Looks like it's something that I should have seen, but nope. 
could be a foreign movie. Just because it's an English title doesn't, because it's translated for American, because it's an American website. So it's translated for, you know, American audiences. Uh, next one. Memories of Murder. Haven't seen it. Next one, Tokyo Story. Haven't seen it. Next one, The Deer Hunter. Yes. Okay, if you're like the typical American, you like hunting, you'll like this one. Uh, different. I'm going to say different because... You're looking at the Vietnam War. I mean, war. It's just, it's, it's very, yeah. What can I say about this? I'm trying to, what I'm actually thinking about, I'm, I'm kind of confused. I think I might be confusing this with another story. I thought... Yep. Anyway, I mean, some of it has some disturbing scenes, but Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken. It's quite... It's quite the... How can I say this? Visceral movie. I mean, first of all, anything that Robert De Niro does is golden because... He's probably one of the best American actors of all time. But then you add in Christopher Walken, who's just plain fun. And you've got yourself the picture of the year. I think Americans would like the movie, but I I don't know. I found it like it's just straight different. I don't know why I'm still talking about this for so long, but War movies. War movies have such a big impact. Okay, next one. Honestly, I can say go check out all of these movies at least once, but, you know, if you have time or you're just looking to fill some time. Let's go to the next one, The Truman Show. Oh. Jim Carrey's best performance. I mean, <laughs> cameras are all on him. It's fascinating, though. In a 1998 movie, it's basically predicting how everyone's basically living their lives these days like the vloggers of the world how they're all just recording themselves and everything that they do it's just fascinating how the truman shows basically how we're living not even that much long not many years later into the futures how everyone's just documenting their lives so just fascinating how it's kind of accurate in terms of how we're all doing Next one is called Stalker. Haven't seen it. Next one, Gran Torino. 
get off my lawn. Clint Eastwood, another incredible performance. I mean, anything that he does seems to be incredible. But this one, well, just an old guy telling people to get off his lawn. Enough said. Uh, also involves race. Lots of powerful stuff here. Worth it. Check it out. Next one. Kill Bill. Volume 1. 2003. Wow. This was a different kind of ninja movie. Oh. Quentin Tarantino just continually produces these movies that just blow me away. But Kill Bill, this is what got me started in terms of liking what Quentin Tarantino was doing. I mean, Kill Bill got me interested in every Tarantino movie out there. So I have to thank him for this one. Next one, Fargo. Fargo was a good quality movie. I think Steve Buscemi, if he was in it, and there's the snowblower. That's the t those are the two things I remember. <laughs> Highly recommend Fargo. On the waterfront, and you know, actually going back to Fargo, people had talked to me about Fargo for so long or I'd heard about Fargo forever and it wasn't until years later that I finally decided to watch it okay on the waterfront haven't seen it wild strawberries haven't seen it finding Nemo seen it I thought this was okay you know reflecting back I wasn't obsessed with finding Nemo but I appreciated the fish and yeah, I'm not really into fish maybe that's why I'm not into like fish as pets, but like eating fish I'm okay with. I just, as pets, I don't know. So I found it difficult to find them cute and cuddly. So it didn't resonate with me as characters. But I like the animated movie. I think it was cute. Wasn't my favorite, but I'll enjoy it. I'll appreciate it. Okay, The Third Man, haven't seen it. The Bridge on the River Kwai, haven't seen it. Blade Runner. I struggled through this one. You know, maybe because I'm not into Star Trek and sci-fi, and I'm not really into that kind of stuff. This really was like dark sci-fi, which is just something that did not work for me. Didn't work for me. I couldn't handle it. I guess I can, in some world, I can understand why people would have a cult following around Blade Runner, and that they would appreciate it. But it didn't make sense to me. I didn't think it was that good. But sure, okay? People liked it, so I'll give it to them. It's just very different. If you're not into sci-fi, it won't be for you. Jurassic Park, number 166. Clickety-click, 66. Jurassic Park. Ah. The memories. 1993. So I must have been like four or five years old when I watched this. Probably like five or six I watched Jurassic Park. Not exactly the kind of movie to be watching when you're that young, but eh, whatever. Jurassic Park. 
Oh, yeah. I like Jurassic Park because I liked dinosaurs back then. I'd walk around and roar and pretend to be a dinosaur. So when I was a child, this really resonated with me. And you throw in Steven Spielberg into the mix, well, you've got the best combination, don't you? Dinosaurs. Okay, next one. Gone with the Wind. Surprisingly, I have not seen it. <laughs> the Thing. I think Kurt Russell. Okay, The Thing was like this horror movie that set the stage for how to do horror movies. And to this day, the, the, the makeup and the costumes and everything that was done in this movie it's still legendary to this day movies cannot compete to this day the thing is like this gold standard and it doesn't seem like and this is done in 1982 it still doesn't seem like today's movies can even compare to the quality of that movie and how they made it actually look quite realistic without using cgi and all that kind of stuff so quite the movie to check out. Number 163, Room. I liked this movie, but I was also disturbed by it at the beginning. But they made it they made it okay because later on it just you can sort of kind of see what can happen in someone's head psychologically and what I mean, I don't want to say too much because I I want people to be able to start the movie and finish it. I didn't even know what was happening until well into the movie. Like I didn't know that it was involuntary, a lot of what was happening. And, and it's like... And then you find out, whoa, this is like more than what it is. And then... You have to go into it. I never I never read movie descriptions. I usually just I hear about it and I'm like, oh, I should check that out. But I don't want to read movie descriptions or, or watch trailers. I just want to go into it and see how it's going and like just immerse myself in the movie and not get not spoil surprises. So this one I it just caught me off guard. But yeah, it's one of those movies that will make you cry for sure. Next one, The Sixth Sense. Ooh. The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis, and then that Haley Joel Osment guy when he was a kid. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually fully watched this, but I've, I've like seen parts, because I was quite young when this came out, and I've watched parts of it, but... Uh, it has a very twisted ending, and it just shocks you, from from what I recall. And you got M Night Shalom, Shamalon, Shalalalam, Lalalam, Lalaland, M Night Shalaland. He directed. Like this is his best movie. This is his masterpiece, and you'll see why. Okay, The Elephant Man. I haven't watched it. 
Shutter Island. This is like Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese, and a horror movie. Combined, like psychological horror. Brilliant movie. For psychological horror, this has to be one of the best. And Scorsese does something different. Like he, he seems like he can go into any genre and create a masterful movie, right? Kind of like Quentin Tarantino. Well, actually, Quentin Tarantino is more like slasher, and that's pretty much it. I, I can see the dimensions of Martin Scorsese. Uh, I can see like how he can go into a genre. He can go into a movie like Hugo, and then he can go into a movie like Shutter Island. You got two polar opposites, like, like a children's movie, and then you've got a horror psychological complex horror it's just fascinating his range of abilities as a director and that's scorsese for you train spotting this is like an addiction movie so i tried to watch this a bit but it didn't really fly with me i also didn't understand what they were saying because of their acts heavy accents i found it tough to follow but in terms of like addiction movies, I hear it's quite good, perhaps. Okay, number 158, Warrior. Warrior is one of the best, oh, it is the best MMA fighting movie. So if you like mixed martial arts, Warrior is the movie. I just think it's the best one. Nothing else is really compared. In terms of like a fighting movie, in terms of like, there's like a family in it and you've got uh, Nick Nolte I mean come on his performance in this was tragic to say the least I mean the way he just wrecked his life I mean he played the alcoholic perfectly yeah warrior A good fighting movie. Very good fighting movie. And then you got Tom Hardy in it. It's just nicely, nicely done. No Country for Old Men. I was obsessed with this movie. Not obsessed like I'm going to watch it multiple times, but just obsessed with the villain. College. Call it heads or tails. Call it like I liked. It's just I've never seen a villain like that, and uh, it was so real. You got the Cohen brothers behind this movie, which is automatic gold. No country for old men. Yeah, I really appreciated that movie. Ooh, Inside Out. Okay, next one. Inside Out. In terms of like movies about mental health. This is the best one for children. I, I honestly think if you want your child to understand emotions, to understand feelings, this is like the first movie that I could really appreciate. Animated movie, it delivers. It really delivers in terms of mental health for children. So I see the power behind this. And it has that staying power. Not too many movies go in to this kind of 
mental health like this movie has. This has really done a fantastic job. And there are some lulls in the movie that I find. Like I didn't find it to be 100% perfect, but I, I understood the message behind it, and I appreciated it. I admired it. Yeah. The Seventh Seal. Haven't seen it. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Natalie Portman and that masked guy. I mean, the combination of performance between the two of them is great. Unique story. It's kind of like superhero like, slash villain slash like anti-hero. I don't know. It's just, mm, I liked it. I liked it at the time. And what it stood for and how different it was. It's kind of this anarchist kind of thing. Uh, it's very well done. Next one, Dial M for Murder. Haven't seen it. My father and my son. Haven't seen it. The Gold Rush. Haven't seen it. Chinatown. Ah, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. Arguably one of his better performances. Chinatown... Chinatown was okay. Like, I... These old 70s movies, some of them are just tough to watch. This one was good. I mean, it's like a detective kind of movie, and if you can follow along with it, you'll really appreciate the story. Um, Jack Nicholson had a great dramatic performance. It really showed, I guess, his acting ability, you could say, is one of the better acting performances of all time. It's just the movie itself is tough for me to really follow along with and whatnot, but yeah. Jack Nicholson, such a dynamic actor. Not like versatile, because he always kind of plays that flawed guy. Different, kind of off his rocker kind of guy. But he nails it. Next one. There will be blood. I like I, the scene with this movie when when the fire is coming out with the oil and ooh, just so many visual scenes with this movie. I really appreciated it. There will be blood. You got Daniel Day Lewis. The opening scene, the just everything. I admired this and that Paul Dano guy in it who's also in Prisoners. Underrated actor, I think. Different. Different guy. Kind of quirky guy, but he nailed this performance. There Will Be Blood is like... Yeah. In terms of acting, it's quite powerful. Next one, three, billboard, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. France, Frances McDormand? Mc, yeah, that's her name. She, she did a pretty good performance here. She delivered. Yeah, she... She gave a very compelling performance, and then you have Sam Rockwell also compelling um 
and the power of like sticking to your guns and Go for it. Check it out. Judgment at Nuremberg. Haven't seen it. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Haven't seen it. The Wolf of Wall Street. Number 145. Scorsese. DiCaprio. Jonah Hill. Enough said. And then you got Margot Robbie. A great cast. Great true story crazy story but very cool the fact that this is a movie a lot of it was true and it happened and it's just crazy what stockbrokers can do Matthew Matthew McConaughey delivered Uh, this is fun it was a fun movie fun very fun to watch Next one, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think I might have seen this movie, but I really can't remember. I think it's like a British kind of movie. The performances were very edgy, if, I, if I'm if i getting it right. Okay, next one. The Secret in Their Eyes. I haven't seen it. Raging Bull. Okay, another boxing movie, and it's rated higher than uh, than Rocky. I think because you got Scorsese and then Robert De Niro behind this and Joe Pesci. In terms of the just sheer acting, yes. This is a good movie. I found it tough to actually watch this. I didn't find it as cinematically appealing. It was more like a good acting, good good storytelling but not fun to watch as like a movie i don't know that's just me just oh like a one-time watch but i wouldn't go any further than that i can appreciate it as a boxing movie i can appreciate what de niro did for the role but i don't know wasn't really for me okay next one number 141 pan's labyrinth pan's was quite fun quite different but but fun and unique uh it's all spanish subtitles with that guillermo del toro i think directed this one and um i think it was good i think it was good i'm just struggling to actually remember it but i remember it being different and fun uh, next one, My Neighbor Totoro, haven't seen it. Next one, Casino, number 139, Casino. Another Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro. It's crazy how many movies he's got here. Um, good movie, good movie. What else can I say? Kind of like gangster, casino owner, slash kind of like uh, you got Joe Pesci. I think there was a scene in this movie. It was quite, wow, like, can't believe that happened. Mm. Sharon Stone, I think, was in it. Amazing performance. Okay, next one. A Beautiful Mind. Ooh, I was obsessed with this movie at the time because I was really a fan of, like, math, and I was like, good at math, and I like this, like, numbers guy, numbers genius, and he made, made it just seem cool to me, like, oh, wow, you could play around with numbers and be cool, 
and that was Russell Crowe. And they're like, oh, Russell Crowe, he's cool. And I, like, it's okay if you play with numbers. That's fine. I liked it. Okay, next one. Number 137, All About Eve. Haven't seen it. The Great Escape. Haven't seen it. Ran. Haven't seen it. Howl's Moving Castle. Haven't seen it. Some Like It Hot. Haven't seen it. Come and see. Haven't seen it. Children of Heaven. Haven't seen it. Green Book. Okay, I've seen this one. Another movie about race. And it won, like, the Oscar for Best Picture. This? This is a good movie. I actually like this movie. I think everyone would enjoy this movie. Even racist people would enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's uh, about a piano player, kind of like an on-the-road traveling movie, done by one of the Farrelly brothers. I liked it. It was a fun movie. I think it's really... I think it was underappreciated because there's a lot of drama or something off the screen with the main actor, Viggo Mortensen. But I think if you put all that aside, it was a good movie. Okay, next one, Downfall. Haven't seen it. Wait. I don't think I've seen it. Unforgiven. Ooh, Clint Eastwood. Powerful Western-style movie with, like, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman. Ooh, the acting in this. So powerful. You got, like, three actors in their prime delivering incredible performances all around. That's why they all got kind of nominated, I think. Okay, next one. Batman Begins. Okay, in terms of the Batman movies, superhero movies, Batman Begins is probably my favorite. Yeah. This movie, I'll tell you why it's my favorite. It set the stage for what you could do and how you can vary things in superhero movies. I know Iron Man, the first Iron Man, gets all this credit, but Batman Begins is like incredible delivery of quality, of production quality on a superhero movie, the way it should be done, and the way a lot of movies are going to be trying to replicate down the road. Heck, um, Marvel might start trying to do that. but they're kind of more on the happy end. DC goes more dark. And finally, the DC needs to take note of the of Christopher Nolan's movie trilogy here, of the Batman movies, because it's a gold standard for superhero movies, I believe. Better than the Avengers. That's just my opinion, but take it with a grain of salt, whatever. In terms of filmmaking... This is like golden. So Batman Begins kind of sets the stage. And to me, it's probably my favorite superhero movie. Okay, next one. Yojimbo. Haven't seen it. Next one. Rashomon. Haven't seen it. Die Hard. Number 124. This is like the action movie that started action movies. Like, it was... Bruce Willis setting the stage for all movies 
after it, after it. I thought it was, it was fun, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I appreciated it. It was an interesting Christmas time, I guess, when they did it, but yeah, it's good. Okay, Heat from 1995. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, two actors. Incredible, powerful performances that are just drawing you into their every word. A criminal, a cop, going at it. I mean, if you just like two golden age actors just going at it, yeah, this is the pinnacle. This is like them at their finest. Just before they start kind of going downhill in terms of age. Yeah. Next one. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I, I watched this a long time ago. I didn't laugh like everyone else was laughing around me. But I can appreciate the humor and the different style. And I can understand why people like it. LA Confidential, next one. I watched this one, but I don't remember anything about it. It's probably not that memorable to me. Mm. I thought Kevin Spacey was in it. Oh well, next one. 120, number 120. Up. Okay, Up. Up was like the first... Nah, first Disney movie that maybe made me cry? I don't know. Because at that time, I could finally understand emotion, maybe. But they really delivered on this right from the beginning. And you're just like, holy crap. They just deliver you a blow. It's like a Disney movie that finally kind of gets into this. I don't know. It's like using a senior and a little child. and It was unique and powerful and like. Talking dog. Oh. Next one, Incendies. Haven't seen it. Next one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I, I barely remember these because this is 1989. I might have watched this. Okay, Harrison Ford. You got uh, Steven Spielberg involved on these. I think it was him or it was George Lucas. Um... Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Okay, so you've got Indiana Jones, Sean Connery. Yeah. A movie to check out for sure. Adventure movie. Fun, fun. And if you've ever been to Disneyland, you'll love the Indiana Jones ride. Enough said. Okay, next one. The Apartment. Haven't seen it. Next one. To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't think I've seen the movie for To Kill a Mockingbird. I've read the book. I haven't seen the movie. Naturally, the book being so amazing, you understand why the movie would be so popular and so amazingly delivered. Next one, Double Indemnity. Haven't seen it. Next one, A Separation. I haven't seen it. Next one, Akira. Haven't seen it. Next one, For a Few Dollars More. Haven't seen it. But I think that's a Clint Eastwood movie. So I should have watched it by now. 
Axel in Metropolis. Haven't seen it. Next one, The Sting. Haven't seen it. Next one, Capernaum. Haven't seen it. Next one, Toy Story 3. Ah, Toy Story 3. This one. I like this one. This is better than the first two. I actually really like Toy Story 1, but Toy Story 3 took Toy Story 1 and made it even better. Toy Story 2 is, like, forgettable, but... Toy Story, Toy Story Three. I mean, I'm obsessed with the Toy Story series. Tom Hanks, Woody, um, not Woody. What's his name? <laughs> um, Tim Allen. <laughs> I'm thinking Woody Allen. Tim Allen. You can see why he's, why he's like the second string quarterback. Tom Hanks is the guy. But uh, Tom Hanks as Woody, it was a fun movie. I like it. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies to date, probably. That one or Toy Story 1. Oof, tough, tough choice between those two. Next one, Lawrence of Arabia. Haven't seen it. Next one, Amelie. Ah, Amelie, a French movie. Watched it during my French immersion classes. And uh, it was a cute movie. 2001 it came out. Hmm. I thought it was a cute movie. Yeah. Next one. Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro. Psychologically thrilling performance. Oof. Powerful. Yep. Worth a look. Scarface. Al Pacino. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> kind of this Cuban style. Interesting. And one of one of the best performances for acting, for sure. I mean Al Pacino just delivered on this one. Singing in the rain. This is not one that I've seen, but the song in my head, sing in the rain. Okay, next one. Bicycle Thieves. Haven't seen it. Next one. The Kid. Haven't seen it. Next. Snatch. Ah, uh, Brad Pitt. I think this is like a edgy one. Uh, I'm probably getting this wrong. Edgy. Edgy-ish. Vaguely remember it. You can see, though, I mean, from this movie, why he'd be good with, like, Ocean's Eleven and all of that. Okay. I'm going to take a break. That was a hundred. A hundred, and we'll be back. I'll compile this all into one file. I hope you're enjoying my voice, me talking about these movies and some of them I haven't seen you know a lot I haven't seen because you have to get over the fact that there are subtitles yeah yeah I'll be back okay we are back we're on the number 99 a clockwork orange Stanley Kubrick film this was quite the visual experience for me but 
all in all, this is a disturbing movie. And, you know, it's difficult for me to recommend this one for a lot of people. But if you can handle some very disturbing images, then for sure. It's visually a stunning movie. I just wish it was more like... <coughs> Excuse me. I wish it was more like a Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number 98. Um, I'm going to say I haven't seen this one. It's called North by Northwest. Nope. Next one, another Stanley Kubrick movie, Full Metal Jacket. Okay, this is a fun war movie. I, You know, everything that Stanley Kubrick puts out is kind of a little bit different. It's not for everyone. But this one I recommend. If you like army movies, uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. Number 96, The Hunt. Okay, this is like a Norwegian movie. I think it's from Norway uh, about like a teacher who is accused of some wrongdoing that he didn't do and then he starts to go crazy thinking oh maybe I am a bad person and the town like kind of turns on him but anyway that doesn't spoil anything it's a very very fascinating look at people who are innocent but basically ostracized because of their position of power which yeah it's just really fascinating that we look at it from this kind of angle because these days we've been looking at it from a different angle but um yeah i think it's a wonderful movie and yeah it does have subtitles but i'm glad i watched it citizen kane i have not seen this one Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Haven't seen it. Dangle. Haven't seen it. Vertigo. Haven't seen it. M. Haven't seen it. Requiem for a Dream. I think this is like one of those addiction movies. And this is a little bit too bizarre for me. I didn't like it. Actually, I don't even know why it's such high on the ratings list. But, you know, people people have these odd things that they like and if it's very artistically driven people will go for it but this one for sure was artistically driven and tough to say if it was a good thing but yeah uh number 89 2001 a space odyssey um it's probably one of the best space movies out there. This one, Interstellar, I thought. But um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, I really enjoyed it. I think it's probably Stanley Kubrick's best movie because basically it set the, spa it set the stage for space. Actually, there are a lot of movies today that can't even compare to the level of detail and perfection that Stanley Kubrick had gone for in this movie. So I I can't believe it's from 1968. It just blows me away. 
Okay, number 88, Goodwill Hunting. Robin Williams as a psychologist, he can't go wrong. Uh, then you have Matt Damon. Um, this is quite the movie, quite the movie. Yeah, Robin Williams had a fine, fine performance. Okay, number 87, Inglorious Bastards. Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, you know, I'm not always really into war movies, but, you know, I gotta give it to him. He made this one entertaining. Uh, and Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Christoph Waltz. Incredible performance. I mean, one of the best performances. It's just... Yeah, I'm not really big into Nazis and um, that kind of era. It's not not really appealing to me, you know? I just uh, don't feel good about that kind of stuff. But, you know, people continually put out movies about it, so why not? Just, I don't really have, um, I don't have any Jewish background or anything, but, you know... The whole situation doesn't make me feel good. Okay, next one, number 86, Reservoir Dogs. This one, Quentin Tarantino again. Uh, he, he came out with a movie that I would say is a pretty good first start. I think this is his first directing start or something like that. This is a good movie. This is what allowed him to do some other amazing movies. Set him on the map. It's like, well, this person is pretty special. Number 85, Amadeus. I think I might have caught a glimpse of this movie. I didn't really like it that much from what I saw. But, you know, if you're into music, you might be into this one. Number 84, Like Stars on Earth. Haven't seen it. Number 83, Star Wars, episode... Six. Had to think about that one. Roman numerals. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. It's been so long since I've watched these Star Wars movies. I barely remember it. But this is like the final of the main first three. Yeah, it was probably pretty good from what I remember. But vaguely. Probably summed it up quite nicely. That first Star Wars trilogy was quite good. Personally, not a fan of any of the Star Wars movies. Just my opinion. I'm not really big into that kind of stuff. Um, next one, High and Low. Haven't seen it. Next one, Toy Story. Yes, Toy Story. The first one. Sets the stage. Completely revolutionary in terms of how they did animation the kind of the just the overall well the computer work and everything just really set the stage digitally i mean it was really impressive stuff so yeah i could see why it's up here three idiots Ooh, this is a good movie from india three idiots number 80 love this movie such good 
it's like feel-good vibes, but you're gonna have to deal with subtitles if you don't understand their language. And I highly recommend it because um, it has good life lessons about being kind and um, just being a good person. Just many good positive qualities about this movie. Okay, number 79, Daz Boot. Haven't seen it. Number 78, Braveheart. Mel Gibson's finest performance. I mean, not much else to say here. Uh... I thought the movie was okay, but I struggle with war movies. Number 77, Coco. Coco was a brilliant movie with Mexican vibes. Because uh, kind of a Mexican theme. I think it was a very, very cute um, animation and... It's good. It's good. It, it focused on the story. It focused on delivering an amazing story, right? Didn't get too caught up into like, ooh, culture, here we are, rah, rah, rah. It was all about, let's deliver an amazing story. And it did. It delivered. It was heartfelt. Um, I was tearing up. Uh, I liked it. Number 76, American Beauty. This is an interesting one. Um... Uh, a little bit di- difficult to watch. Didn't feel comfortable watching it, but I appreciate the elements of, well, the acting and the. Kevin Spacey's a really good actor, and he delivered a fine performance in this. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like the self destruction of life, you know? Your life's falling apart, and you're looking for anything to revive it. It's fascinating. Next one, Your Name. Haven't seen it. Next one, Aliens. I believe this would be the sequel to Alien. James Cameron delivers another amazing series of movies with Alien, with the Alien series. And this one is fantastic. If you're into sci-fi. I thought it was okay for me, but um, you know, I only watched it probably a couple of years ago just because it came out so long ago, but back in the day, I mean, to do the things they did with just the the character, the alien itself, it's just amazing work. Yeah. Next one, Once Upon a Time in America. I think I might have seen this one if it's with Robert De Niro. Uh, a long movie. I probably struggled through this. Okay, number 72, The Dark Knight Rises. This is the third of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, and I thought it was a perfect way to wrap it up. I liked it. I liked this movie. Actually, I think it was a very solid acting performances across the board. And then Tom Hardy is the bad guy. Christian Bale, amazing performances. Number 71, Witness for the Prosecution. Haven't seen it. Number 70, Old Boy. I think this is a Japanese movie or Korean, one or the other. But I did watch this one, and this is the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. I'm going to label Old Boy as the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. And I do not 
suggest people watch it unless they're ready for a revenge movie that is very violent and very uncomfortable. Um, I don't really want to relive what it's all about, but uh, hey, worth a, worth a look if you can handle it. This is the original Old Boy, number 69. Which is 1917. The movie is 1917. Made in 2019. <laughs> Quite a few numbers here. Um, a war movie. And it's a single shot. It's basically done out as like a single shot. Um, Cinematography-wise, it's neat. I've seen people do single shots before with like Birdman and other movies. This was an okay movie. I personally did not like it as much as it's being reviewed, but I can appreciate why people would like it. Number 68, Avengers Endgame. The hype of the superhero movies, Marvel and Disney. Ah, yes. Now, this is a pretty good movie. It really actually did finalize the Avengers series quite well. And I, it did some interesting things. So I will give them credit for this one. Number 67, Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I tried to watch this movie, and I couldn't. That's really all I have to say about that one. I could barely go through it. I know this is a Kubrick movie, but I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Um, number 66, Princess Mononoke. I don't think I've seen it. Number 65, Sunset Boulevard. Haven't seen it. Number 64, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, this is a really interesting cartoon of a movie. For Spider-Man, hey, this is probably the best Spider-Man that's ever come out, <laughs> and it's a cartoon. Um, I like this one. It's, I think it was amazing. Um, and I, I don't like really too many superhero movies, but this is a good watch. This is a good one to check out. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. Number 63, Wally. Well, Wally, the robot. Ah, yes. This one's kind of ahead of its time, but it really did predict what was going to happen with like people and like sitting around and all this kind of stuff. And this is a really good story with a robot. Check it out. Number 62. The Shining. Wow. From 1980, yes. Jack Nicholson delivers a riveting performance. But hey, um, Stephen King did not like Stanley Kubrick's rendition of his book. And, you know, I've watched this one recently, and I've, I've read the book. I thought the movie was pretty good. I didn't have any issues with it. I didn't think either the book or the movie were that amazing, but I think the movie did the book justice. Yeah. Number 61, Pass of Glory. Haven't seen it. Number 60, Avengers, Infinity War. These Avengers movies, you know? Um, 
I'm surprised Infinity War ranked better than Endgame. I don't know if I agree with that. Hmm. Tough one. But, hey, it's a good, fun movie. I'm going to have to give it to those amazing Marvel, Disney slash... Disney slash Marvel movies. They put a big budget in. They made it fun. Lots of high paid actors. I think it's a good thing to watch to check it out. Okay, let's go to the next one. Number 59, Django Unchained. Another kind of like, you know, slavery and race movie. It's pretty deep stuff. Um, T- Quentin Tarantino did a really good job with this one. Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio's amazing, like, acting was so strong in this movie. Um, It really was very well done. Number 58, The Lives of Others, haven't seen it. Number 57, The Great Dictator, haven't seen it, but I think I've seen, like, one clip, and I was very much inspired by it. Um, number 56, Memento. Ooh, this is a good one. Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, it's like a one-time watch, I think, but very fascinating about, like, memory loss and trying to remember different things. I liked it. Number 55, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yes. Indiana Jones. Uh, if I recall, this was quite the amazing Indiana Jones movie. Highly recommend Number 54, Apocalypse Now. Ah, yes. Going to this island to find the um, the war guy traveling on boat and then being changed by this war guy. A fascinating war movie indeed. Disturbing, but very well done. Visually, it was quite interesting. Um... Martin Sheen, I think, was in it. It's good. Number 53, Alien. Oh, the first one. Yep. I liked that one. It was good. It was solid. It was different. I liked it. In terms of my sci-fi impressions, I think it was good. Number 52, Cinema Paradiso. Haven't seen it. Number 51, Rear Window haven't seen it. Number 50, Casablanca. I think I went through this one. Very boring to me, barely paid attention, probably because I was watching it with a girlfriend at the time, and then, you know, I didn't pay attention, or I think I was forced to watch this one, but I found it challenging to watch. It was okay. Number 49, Grave of the Fireflies. Haven't seen it. Uh, number 48, Joker. Hmm, this one was starting off at like a 9.2. Now it's dropped to an 8.5, which is reasonable. Joker, a highly anticipated movie of 2019. It's like just an R-rated villain movie that we've never really seen before. We're a, we deep dive into a villain. I mean, I think it's different. When do we ever go into the villain? You know, Deadpool, sort of, but not really. Joker really goes into the villain and gives us an interesting story. I thought it was a very good first take at a villain movie. I would like to see more villain movies. Oh, I guess Venom. 
Venom was kind of like it's kind of more of a fun approach. Whenever you go to the go into the villain, you know you actually want to maybe go dark with it, perhaps because that'll give you the most powerful story. But Joaquin Phoenix delivers in this performance as Joker. It's really not that hard, though. I mean, the role basically asks you to transform into a completely different person. And anyone that takes on the role would probably change quite dramatically. Although I've seen some bad jokers. So, um, he delivered. Number 47, Once Upon a Time in the West. Haven't seen it. Number 46, The Prestige. Uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. They deliver. The, the Magicians. Oh, quite the twist at the end, but if you like magic, this is the movie to be watching. If you like good movies, this is the movie to watch. Number 45, Whiplash. Yeah, I like this one. I really like this one. This is about sheer work ethic. This is about driving home the fact that you want to be the best at something. And I like this one because it pushes everyone that watches this. It just motivates you to work hard or not. It could actually destroy your life. That's the interesting thing about the story. Because it tells you that being great is not easy. And there are serious things you will have to sacrifice. And that is what is so appealing to this movie. J.K. Simmons, amazing performance. Miles Teller did a pretty good performance. But uh, the teacher, J.K. Simmons, incredible. I've seen this movie several times. If anyone likes drumming, they would like this movie. Anyone that likes music would like this movie. Anyone that likes working hard and greatness and being better will like this movie. It's very inspiring. If this is what you like, is hard work and effort. It's about greatness, and I love it. I'm surprised it's only 45. I'd give it a higher rating if I could. Number 44, The Departed. This is a fantastic mob-type movie. The f Jack Nicholson delivers incredible performance. Leonardo DiCaprio, and you got Mark Wahlberg, and Martin Sheen. I mean, wow. Where do I even begin? Matt Damon? Star-studded cast, Martin Scorsese directed. The Departed takes you to a place that most gang movies really don't take you. And uh, it gives you the size of the police and corruption and gangs. And, oh, I liked it. I've watched it many times. Number 43. The, Intu the Intouchables, a French movie. I like this one. I've seen it. It's good. I like it. I recommend it. Yes, if you can't speak French, you'll have to read the subtitles. But it's about a guy who helps out a, like a disabled, wealthy guy. And uh, 
just how it all develops is it's a feel good it'll make you feel good number 42 city lights haven't seen it number 41 gladiator ah yes kind of a war movie but like greek like greek back in the day joaquin phoenix is in it russell crowe is the star those two delivered compelling performances and basically showed us well they showed us what walking phoenix would become down the road and then what russell crowe could accomplish as this amazing gladiator and this is a, you can go through the entire movie i mean it's uh quite entertaining i was obsessed with it when i uh, when i first was watching it i must have been quite young maybe 14 15 but i liked it it's an in- inappropriate because of the violence but uh it was fun i liked just the way it was done back in the day and then number 40 psycho haven't seen it Number 39, Modern Times, haven't seen it. And The Pianist, number 38. I like The Pianist. Um, To be careful how I'm saying pianist, but I liked this movie because it wasn't so much about war, but it was in that time, that dark era, World War II maybe, and, and escaping the the depths of despair that is war and you know seeing somebody who can play the piano and is kind of in this war-torn country and fighting to survive and just how it all kind of unfolds for that person is really interesting yeah let's take a break and we'll come back we'll finish the rest of this list wow we're already we're moving along we're up to 37 here. Okay, we'll be back. Let's crank through this. 37. Back to the Future. Ah, yes, Michael J. Fox. This was a fun series. And especially the first one, I really enjoyed. I think this is a great movie. Lots of people should check it out. I mean, for 1985 movies, it's a really cool, fun movie. Number 36, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, It's not too often that you have the second Terminator being better than the first, but number two definitely... It's something that I remember. I remember number two much more so than the first one. So, um, I mean, they really did a good job with this. James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, putting it all together. Mm. Number 35, American History X. This one's kind of about race and, uh, This one's not for everyone, but it's a powerful story, compelling story, and the ending is unfortunate, to say the least, and uh, 
I mean, Edward Norton delivers. He delivers on this one, so you can't go wrong. Number 34, The Lion King. Ooh. The Lion King is... And this is the original. I liked this one. I really did. I mean, the story, Disney, really just hitting their stride. Uh, Animal Kingdom, the, the voice performances, the imagery, everything just worked out perfectly with this. Hence, the amazing movie. Okay, next one. Harakiri, haven't seen it. The Usual Suspects, number 32. Kevin Spacey, incredible performance here. I like this one. It was fun. Um, very cool twist at the end. And um, it's like really cool crime type movie. Ah. Good one to watch. Leon the Professional, number 31. Uh, Natalie Portman as like a young child. And the, the delivery in this movie, I mean, across the board, Gary Oldman as the villain, I guess. Oh, it was perfect. The entire movie was perfect in terms of this unique delivery. It's kind of different, but... And by the title, you'd think it's French, but I mean, the guy, the Rene guy, he's French, so, but Ajit is great. It's a good story, but different, definitely different. Ed has a bit of an edge to it. Number 30, Interstellar. In terms of space movies, this is one of the best. I mean... Matthew McConaughey delivered. Matt Damon is the <laughs> interesting astronaut. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I believe that Christopher Nolan delivered. And he delivered on a level that few can really reach and the sound quality in this movie oh it's great the green mile number 29 this is um this is a good one with tom hanks and then you have michael clark duncan riveting performance between the two of them a stephen king movie i've read the book um, it's kind of boring though, to be honest, but it's kind of boring, but good story nonetheless. Next one, Spirited Away. Ooh, this is like a Japanese cartoon. I like this one. I really do because... It was so different from an animated type movie that I was really fascinated by the visuals, but it's so different and not very comfortable to watch. But 
that's just the way it is with kind of like anime style movies but this delivered get ready for the subtitles though uh number 27 saving private ryan okay this is an okay movie but once again i'm not into war type movies but um yeah it is, i mean you've got tom hanks there and uh steven spielberg and together they just delivered on a wonderful war movie Number 26, Star Wars, Episode 4, A New Hope. Ah, uh, yes. This must be uh, the first one. Oh, yeah, the first Star Wars that came out. It was a game changer in terms of, I guess, a space-type, space-opera-type movie. I don't yeah space action i mean from 1977 yeah following up from the space odyssey 2001 space odyssey it delivered even though i'm not a star wars fan i have to give it to them they've got the villain and darth vader they've got luke skywalker obi-wan kenobi all these characters with interesting developments and it all works together perfectly. Number 25, Parasite. Oof. From 2019. This was an Oscar. Like, this movie deserved to win every Oscar. I thought it was just wonderful. Um, it won quite a few Oscars. But here we have a Korean movie that looks at the slums and looks at the wealth of the nation and puts it into a movie and touches upon so many genres from comedy to thriller to action to romance to horror to you name it has everything in it and yet that didn't have any effect on the delivery whatsoever in fact it put it all together in terms of a into a into a seamless package of a movie a movie that i would say is probably one of the best foreign films i've ever seen and it's quite powerful indeed number 24 it's a wonderful life haven't seen it number 23 silence of the lambs hannibal lecter Hannibal Lecter, he delivered, well, I mean, Anthony Hopkins delivered an incredible performance as this nutcase <laughs> who eats people. And then you've got uh, Jodie Foster and her character as Clarice. Uh, between the both of them, the dynamic between both of them, I mean, it was great. It was great. I mean, I read Hannibal the book, and I was in love with Hannibal the character. And it deserves this high rating, for sure. Number 22, Life is Beautiful. Uh, a war movie. You know, this war movie had some humor to it, and that's always a very dangerous line to be dabbling with is 
putting humor into a movie when you're talking about World War II. And, you know, um, Roberto Benigni, I think, like, directed it, starred in it, maybe wrote it. Uh, he was an amazing, energetic character in this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was absolutely fun. Uh, I just wish that the ending didn't happen the way it did. That ending really has an effect on me. Yeah. Enough said. Uh, 21. City of God. Ooh, okay. This is like a Portuguese language. City of God. Uh, about kind of like the favelas in Brazil, I think. And the gangs, the violence. Uh, kind of a bit disturbing, but it is a wonderfully put together movie. Absolutely wonderful. Number 27. Morgan Freeman. Brad Pitt. Kevin Spacey. I mean... This trio of actors, what a powerhouse. And, you know, it's like the one of the best cop movies I've seen. Slash mystery, slash just powerful. Yeah. Number 19, Seven Samurai. Haven't seen it. Number 18, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Jack Nicholson. As the crazy dude, he he was incredible as the crazy dude. This really showed that he could be crazy and be very good at it. I mean, you have a fantastic book. Once again, translates into a wonderful movie, and it really does here. Number 17, Goodfellas. Ooh, Goodfellas. A gangster movie, arguably one of the greatest classics, Martin Scorsese, the dialogues, the, the, the storytelling, it all kind of unfolds. I personally did not 100% love it like I did with The Departed. I mean, I take The Departed over this one, but I appreciated Goodfellas. I appreciated the work of art that it was. And is that's the beauty about art it just lives on forever the matrix number 16 it's got a high rating i think it's got a high rating because of the cgi effects that happened and they were so unique at the time that it's like wow oh this is the kind of action movie that should exist I find it tough to give it such a high rating, but that sci-fi action, I mean, it's got really good elements to it. And to see somebody who's kind of like a loser computer geek turn into this action superhero, nice little story to it, isn't it? Number 15, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. 
Oh, the Lord of the Rings were so boring to me. I didn't find them interesting at all. I liked the books. I actually really did like the books. But the movies didn't work for me. Um, some people just go too literal with the books. Just make it too literal. It doesn't translate well to film. But the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the second movie... Yeah, it was okay. Number 14, Star Wars, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. This had some action in it, okay? The second Star Wars movie, it had action. It was packed with action. Yeah, it's probably the best of all of them. It's probably the best, I would say so. It's about right. Number 13, Inception. What a story this is. Leonardo DiCaprio in a Christopher Nolan film. Incredible little story here. So unique. So different. So compelling. A dream within a dream within a dream. Star-studded cast. Got Tom Hardy, Michael Caine, and then you've got uh, that other guy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean... Everything kind of worked out quite well in that movie. I mean, it just... Christopher Nolan's like one of the best directors. And his ability to create a story like that is just wow. Okay, number 12, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Tom Hanks. It's kind of semi-handicapped and is able to overcome adversity and, and become so much more than who he is on the surface and I mean you really can't help but love this kind of movie number 11 Fight Club okay you know I recently tried to watch this one again and I actually struggled through it I found it very dull at many points of the movie but it has some intriguing qualities to it. A lot of young people like this movie. They like the idea of a club underground where you can go after work and beat up other people and just take out your frustrations. And It just seems compelling to a lot of people who maybe don't like the 9 to 5 grind, so they, they enjoy this kind of movie. Interesting appeal. Number 10, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. This would be the first one of the trilogy. Uh, really? Top 10 of all time? For IMDb? Ah, that's pushing it. See, this is when you have a lot of people voting to rank movies, this is what happens. You get these movies ranked highly because you have super fans. And those are the people who are really voting on here. I can't give it a top 10. I just did not like it at all. I question that. Number nine, I can't believe we're in these top tens. The good, the bad, and the ugly. This is a good movie. In terms of westerns, it's got to be the best western of all time. Clint Eastwood. I mean, enough said with that. You got Clint Eastwood in it, you're good. Sergio Leone is the director. 
Yeah. It's like a perfect, perfect movie. Mm. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. I thought this was an okay movie uh, from Quentin Tarantino. I don't think it was his best, but everyone thinks it's his best. I guess there's a lot in it that gives you this impression that, wow, that is an amazing, amazingly put together movie. But there's a lot going on in it. Number seven, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Wow, another Lord of the Rings movie in the top ten. This is the third movie, and I believe the best of the three, and rightfully so, but I don't think I can honestly put it in the top ten, or even in a top twenty list. But here it is again. Ooh, number six, Schindler's List from 1993. Uh, whenever you're getting into these war movies, it's always a, it's always a compelling thing. Drives people in. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. And um, But this has some good, uh, this has a good, like a happy ending to it. And Liam Neeson delivers, and Steven Spielberg as the director is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I put it up high. I just don't know if it's that high. Number five, 12 Angry Men. Uh, one of the few movies I've seen from the 50s era. Uh, it's amazing what you can do in a courtroom, like in a what you can do in just one room. This is a movie. Anyone that thinks they can't make a good movie, they need to watch this movie because it shows you how much you can do in one room under constraints. And it just shows what kind of a jury a jury can be and what kind of a jury a jury can turn into. And when you put all that together, you have a very compelling dialogue. You have compelling um, actors all together worked out to being a brilliant movie. Number four, The Dark Knight, 2008. The Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger carried this movie. I can't believe it's so highly rated, but I think because Heath Ledger was so incredible in his performance, that carried the movie ratings. But the overall movie itself, I did not feel was incredible. But it is a wonderful acting performance by Heath Ledger. Absolutely stunning Joker performance. Is he better than Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know if I can give him that role. I, Joaquin Phoenix had more dynamic, more sort of edgy, you see more dimensions, whereas Heath Ledger's like just the crazy guy. That's it, just the crazy guy. But, uh, and Christian Bale's performance was sort of overshadowed and just overall, I don't know if it was a well-balanced movie, but Certainly, Heath Ledger delivers. Number three, The Godfather, part two, from 1974. Wow. I mean, 
let's just talk about the Godfather, which is also number two. So you've got the Godfather from 1972, and then the Godfather Part Two from 1974. Two movies, two years apart. Arguably, some of the greatest films of all time. These two films near the top of the rankings. Um, now it's not for everyone. It's like Italian mafia type movies, but uh, you you really can't deny how incredible all the acting performances were in these movies, and it basically set the stage for every actor in this movie to lead an amazing career acting. A lot of young actors. I mean. Robert De Niro is quite young as well. All these actors basically set up to have incredible careers because of how amazing these movies were. The resumes that all these people got. And you had Marlon Brando. I mean, come on. In the second one, just Al Pacino. Or Godfather, the first Godfather. You have Marlon Brando and... Al Pacino in the second. I mean, those performances, wow. But then you also have uh, Francis Ford Coppola putting this all together and look at him delivering quite the movies. Jeez. And then we have number one. Number one is The Shawshank Redemption from 1994, a 9.2. Stands above the rest. Wow. Arguably, like some would argue, wow, why is this the top one? Well, because it was a darn good movie. A prison movie. With Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. Based off of a Stephen King short story. What an incredible movie this was. And to see struggle and then redemption and freedom and and so many different storylines in a prison movie and you identified with every character and their struggle and their and their learning and their you would just look at each character and, and feel something and anyone that's maybe struggling in life could learn something from this movie could learn from the characters and their journeys and a lot of these movies, as we wrap this all up, a lot of these movies talk about journeys of characters, the hero's struggle and the hero's journey and, and what happens by the end of it. The happy endings, the sad endings. And this is what all storytelling should be about. And a lot of people can get inspiration from these movies. You know, I look at Whiplash as a movie where people can get inspiration from it. Oh, Whiplash, wow. The drummer, I mean, just incredible performance. Yeah. This is the IMDb top 250 movies list. And this is me reviewing all the ones that I've watched and maybe I've only seen about half, maybe a third of these movies. Well, yeah, I probably, I would think a good chunk, about a half. And, you know, I've added in a few thoughts around them, but 
Um, I like the list. It gives people who want to be moviegoers a place, a foundation from which they can start entertaining themselves for movies. Especially when you're maybe isolated or you're lonely or you're by yourself. And movies offer this kind of escape to make your life better, to make it feel like, you know, that you can be more than what you are and who you are. Because you can be so much more. And that's what these movies really inspire to do, what they can do for people. And I hope that's what they do for you. As long as you don't get too obsessed and start binge watching. Well, I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. Maybe you've earned it, go for it. Just remember, you know, all these movies were hard work. Years and years and years. Some of them decades to put together. You look at the Before sun Sunrise, Sunset, Midnight series. That trilogy alone, I mean, that was like from 1995, 2005, 2015. It's like, you've got 20, 20 years right there of the same characters. Like a, like a journey. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just incredible to see the developments and what these artists, these are all artists putting this all together, the actors, the directors, the writers, filmmakers, the crews behind the scenes, how they put this all together. This top 250 list shows you the art that can be created for years to come and what has been created. It's like the benchmark and what you can do next, how you can create for the world. Yeah, what a fascinating list. I hope you enjoyed that. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, bye. Bye.